Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless the name that is above all name. Lord, we praise you. Praise you this morning for what you've done for us. That you gave your best. I pray in the name of Jesus this morning that every heart will be willing to give their best for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God is good. I don't know about you, but he has done me well. You see, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. God is good. And not, that, not just good. Not that he is good. But he is also so good that he has done me well. And I thank him. And I praise him. Yaobuachi. Ejusu. 12 miles from Kumasi. I don't deserve anything that he has given me. But by his grace and mercy. By his grace and mercy. He has brought me this far. Let us go to Romans. I want to talk about um, prayer today. Romans 12. There's something that I have said several times. And today I want to, you know, kind of draw your attention much closer, hopefully, um, to my heart. Last week, Sunday, after the service, you know, some of the pastors, and you saw people that have been here and gone and are now pastoring and so on and so forth. And, um, and the bishop, you know, people were saying, oh, you got a good church here. A lot of young people in the church, and it's really good. You look, you know, you saw the, all of you in your outfits, really cool. And, um, you know, the, we have come to a stage. We that are here, we've got to a stage. And we are struggling to take the next step up. We are struggling. We come to a plateau. We come to a level. And we are struggling to take the next step up. 
Now, if anything that is, um, what is it called? Stagnant, eventually, what happens? It, it fades. Eventually, it fades. That's a fact. You know, let's read the scriptures. Romans 12. Verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do we want to serve? We want to serve. But Paul says that we present our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. And he's talking about living a sacrificial life. Sacrificing to God with our body. You know, our body is our life. And unfortunately, see, there is a spiritual world and there's a physical world. Unfortunately, finding the balance at times is not easy. But we have to. See, we get so caught up in the physical world that we begin to lose our standing in the spiritual world. And before we know it, we've lost it. And it, it ought not to be so. I hate, and let me just, just I hate church goers. People just, that just go to church. You see, Romans 12, it says, verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world. There is a world, there is this world system. And Paul is encouraging the Romans not to be conformed, not to yield, not to buckle down, not to go under this world system. He says, but be transformed. Everyone say, be transformed. Don't conform. Don't submit to the world system, but rather... Be transformed from the world system to something else. 
change is necessary for you to become a successful believer. Change is also a continuous lifestyle. We are to be transformed. You see, the church should not be a place of information only. But rather, it should be a place of transformation. If you are only receiving information, it is a completely waste of time. Information that is not used is useless. That is what the scripture is saying. By the renewing of your mind, what does it mean by renewing your mind? What it means is, watch the way you think. Let the word of God come and wash your thinking and change it to what the word is saying. That is the information. Like what you're hearing today. If you go and don't do anything with it, you have wasted your time of coming here today. Well, if you preach that, people are not going to come to church, you know. That's not my problem. I will stand before God and I will be judged how I did with the job that he gave me. Was I honest? Was I sincere? Did I tell the people the truth? Or was I after my own? So I will tell you the truth. And the truth is, we need to change our way of thinking to the way the Bible is telling us. Be transformed by the renewing, 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 renewing of your mind. Changing the way. Let the old way of thinking, let it go and bring in the new way of thinking. The new way of thinking is the Bible way, not my way, not Pastor Charles' way, nobody's way, but the Bible way. And the Bible way interpreted correctly. Praise the Lord. So, I want to really, really encourage you today. Like I said, we've come so far. But we need to take the next step up. Yeah, we got born again. We got excited about church. And we went to church. And so far, we're doing good. But the church, has the church come into you? Has the church come in? The church is our Lord Jesus Christ. Has he actually taken residence in you? 
um, John 15. Let's start from 1. I'll read up to about 7. It says, I am the vine, and you and my father is the um, vine dressers. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that, he prunes that it may bear more fruits. Verse 3, it says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. What is he talking about? The word that you have received has changed you. That's Jesus. It's in red print. It says, verse 4. It says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If we do not abide in our Lord Jesus Christ, we are going to be unfruitful. And verse 5 it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. Did you see it there? That not only are we to abide in Christ, but Christ is also to abide in us. Amen. My question was, or my question is, that the church, you have come to the church. Has the church come into you? Has the church of our Lord Jesus Christ made any impact in your life? You see, when the word of God, and when we're talking about the church, we're not talking about this physical room. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the word. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, we're talking about the word of God abiding in you, the word of God living in you. If the word takes residence in you, it will not be dormant. If the word is transforming you, you wouldn't tell anybody. There will be evidence. I want you. And I want to encourage you. Let's get serious with God. Let's get serious with God. 
You see, this thing, when I say this thing, this world, this life that we are so excited about and living for, this world will soon pass away. Now, don't even think about the world. Just think about your life. This life that we are living, we will soon leave it behind. But when we leave it, we are going to give an account to the owner of that life that you've lived. You do not own yourself. The breath that you breathe doesn't belong to you. Belong to someone. His name is God. And we will stand before him and give an account. But we must give good account of what he has entrusted into, into our hands. I'm, I'm talking about life. I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about this life that we are living. We must live it for Jesus. We must live it for God in order for us to be able to give good accounts one day. In order for us to give good accounts one day. We must abide in the Lord Jesus through his word that he has given to us. We must do his word. You see, we have a responsibility with this life that he has given to us. We have a duty We were, last Sunday, we were all excited. A lot of people were saying a lot of um, good things about me, praise the Lord. But you know something? Like I said Sunday, no matter what anyone say, no matter how exalted I become, it was because of one lady who sacrificed her life and got to know God. And that when I had a need, she was there for me. And I'm saying to you, there is somebody, maybe even not born yet, but there is somebody that God is preparing that you will be the answer to that individual. But un unless you commit yourself sincerely and truly and sacrifice yourself to prepare yourself to mature spiritually, you won't be that person for that individual. This is serious. 
let's stop this with Timmy Wakami. Do you know, know what that means? You know, let, I say, let's stop this with Timmy. Pinch and bite. Do you know what that means? It, it, let's stop these big rings. Praise the Lord. Because there is work to be done. There are people that we need to reach. But divided we fall. United we'll stand. Forgive one another. Brotherly love. I said, nobody is ever going to be perfect. Nobody is ever going to be perfect. Nobody is ever going to be perfect. But we mature. We grow. You know, the way I used to think 10 years ago, that's not how I think now. The way I think 10 years ago, that's not how I think now. The way I think 20 years ago, that's not how I think now. We mature. We mature into grace. So I'm telling you today, we need to draw closer to God. We need to draw closer to God. It's not good enough running about busy in this world system and starving spiritually. Should I say that again? It's not good for us to be busy and running about doing all sorts of things and getting all the, you know, the accredites at, at, at our workplaces and in the secular world and we are starving spiritually. You see, you don't know how serious this thing is. You shouldn't step out of the house if you haven't had quality time with God. You shouldn't. You shouldn't step out of the house. But you see, you know what happens? We stay late and watch that late movie. And so then we are unable to get up an hour earlier to have that quality time with God. And you see, it doesn't matter one day. But that one day in a week becomes two days in a week the following week. Within, not even three months, within two months, what you used to do every morning, you're now doing it once a week. Listen, let's get back on track. I'm not saying anything that you don't know. You already know these things. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Let's get back and do what we know we should do that will be 
profitable to ask. You spend a whole week and don't talk to God. And then you think you have a relationship with him. That's good, isn't it? Well, not that he, he was, you know, cut off from you. But man, after so long, it gets so dry. And your conscience begins to play you up. You lose confidence in him. She is a little here and a little there. Then you become uncomfortable going to him. You become uncomfortable going to him. But he hasn't done anything. No. He hasn't moved. He's not judging you. But your conscience is playing you up. So it's important to stay with the Lord. It's important to do what you need to do every day. And always be quick to get back on track. Prayer, we say, is the master key. Isn't it? Some of us don't pray at all. Some of us pray once a week. Some of us pray when we can. Isn't it funny? We will talk to God when we have time. And then it builds up to a place we will talk to God when we have a problem. See, these are the antics of the devil. These are the antics of the wicked one. Trying to get you off course. But I pray in the name of Jesus that we're all going to get back on track from today. Pray without ceasing. And in our prayers, we need to pray according to the word of God. John 16, 23, 24. 23 says, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assured, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father. Did you see that? Whatever you ask the Father. Who do we ask? We pray to God, not to Jesus. Amen? If we are going to pray, let's pray correctly. We pray to God, the Father, not to Jesus. We ask God the Father, not Jesus. Our needs. 
Well, that may sound a little bit surprising, but that's the truth. This is Jesus speaking, you know. It's in red print. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, in my name, you see, you cannot live a Christian life without the name of Jesus. Aren't you glad that he died for us? Aren't you glad that he gave his life for us even though we did not deserve it? But he did it anyway. So Jesus, the name of Jesus, is our access to the Father. See, in the Old Testament, when God instructed Moses to build the um, tabernacle, it was divided into three. And the third one, the back one, was the holiest of holiest place. There was the passage that they burned incense, washed themselves, and then they go into another, the holy place, and then they went to the holiest of holiest. The holiest of holiest was the place that the high priest once a year entered with the blood and sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat, covering the sins of the people for a year. He'll come back the next year and do the same thing. The, on, the only person that went in there was the high priest. Once a year. And when he is going in there, the gown that he is wearing has, um, what do you call it? Um, bells underneath, round his, the garment, around. And then there is a, a rope tied to his feet as he goes in. And as he's going in and he's doing all the rituals, they can hear the bell sounding. And if he had done anything that does not allow him to be in there, when he went in there, he fell down and died. And when they couldn't hear the bell ringing anymore, it means he's dead. Then they'll pull him out with a rope tied to his feet. Once a year, an individual went into the presence of God to perform rituals that covered I get the word covered, not remove, covered our sin, the sins of the people. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Even the high priests that were left were glad. Because now they don't have to go in there, and if they went in there, no matter what, 
they're not going to die because God has is no longer using that. But Jesus Christ died. And we read in the scriptures on the day that he, he, you know, he, he died on the cross, the curtain that separated the holy of holies to the whole, that curtain from top to bottom came down, was divided. What that means is everyone now have access to the presence of God. Jesus' name is the access. Jesus' name is the gate. That is why he says, who, you know, most assuredly I say unto you that whosoever, um, whatever you ask the Father, the Father in the holiest of holiest, in my name, you take his name to go into the presence of God. So when we are praying, you see, <laughs> I don't know how. We need to be serious about what we are doing. When we are praying, when I say serious, we need to be fully in tune. Are you with me? You see, you can just say, um, Father, in the name of Jesus, um, could you, okay, Father, in the name of Jesus. Uh, your, your mouth is not connected to your brains. How can it be connected to your heart? Do, 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 when I say serious, you know, we, we need to be actually connected spiritually. When we are praying, it is a spiritual action that we are doing. And we need to be spiritually connected to God. I, 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 you know, and, and so it requires concentration, dedication, commitment. Our whole heart needs to be turned to God when we want to pray. Come on now. If you went into the presence of the queen, would you, be, would you have a divided attention? I mean, will your attention be divided? If you went into in the presence of the queen, even your, your school teacher, you give the teacher your full attention. Yet when we are going to God, we just want to do anyhow. I'm, you know, I'm in a hurry. I've got to go. Thank you, Lord. Yes. 24-7, we, we should be thanking God. But we need to dedicate time where we sit, kneel, stand, lie. What, that we and God alone, the, the connection can, you know, Connect, be con you know, connect with God. Connect with God. And when you do that, you know it. You feel it. You know the presence of God is there. 
let us get ourselves back on track. This is not games. You know, I'm 70. I've only got 30 more years. So, you know what? Honestly, honestly, nobody, let me just refrain that. Honestly, I do not have a personal interest in anybody here. My only interest for you is that you become a child of God properly and know God and stand and live for God. The most important thing for me is for you to live for God. Nothing. Will you, you know, nothing will you give me that will satisfy me. I'm not interested. The most important gift that you can give me is for you to be serious with God. You know, last Sunday, with Angela, man, singing with, I don't know how to say, but I mean, wasn't she good? She used to be part of the London City Choir. And when you see things like that, you get so, so, so blessed. And we want you to move up, mature in the Lord, do go and do great things for God. Whether here or somewhere, I couldn't care. But as long as I see you walking and matured and on fire for God, I'm happy. And I always thank God that he blessed me. To give me the opportunity that I had to have a hand in these lives. See what Pastor Fola is doing? We want you to step up. We are not all going to be preachers. But we're talking about your relationship with God. And it starts off with prayers. So let's get into the word. Jesus is the word. Hebrews 4. We've already said that, but I'll give you the scriptures. Maybe somebody is interested in taking notes. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our um, let us uh, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Our high priest is Jesus. 
Amen. Our high priest is Jesus Christ. He is the door to our Father. Let's read First Thessalonians five. Do you have the message? Okay. Um, so as First Thessalonians five, give me sixteen through eighteen. I have it here. You don't have it. It says, "Be cheerful, no matter what." Just look, look at this carefully. It said, "Be cheerful, no matter what." Pray all the time. How many times do we need to pray? Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. Woo. Are we to thank God no matter what happens? Well, we're to thank God when we've got bills to pay. And we, thank, we are to thank God when we don't have bills to pay. We're to thank God when we've got a headache. Like I had last um, Thursday, Friday, and, and Saturday. We're still to thank God. Amen? Um, no matter what, this is the very... This is the way God wants you who belongs to Christ Jesus to live. How does God wants us to live? We are to thank God no matter what. Amen. Let's get our eyes off The fleshly issues. See, I, 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 and, and I'm going to just go over this. Listen, you know, the problem we have with each other is never a problem when we're actually serious with God. Let me try. You see, when you get sold up out for God... You don't see any problem. When you get really into God, you don't see problem. You don't see problem. In our lives, you see, one, TDJ says, nothing Nothing gets done without a relationship. In life, relationship is the foundation for everything. You know, when God created Adam, he said, Adam, you need a relationship created Eve. Relationship is everything. Relationship. 
father and son. Relationship, sister, daughter. Relationship. You know, an adult son. The, everything is based on our relationship with each other. And our relationship with each other becomes stronger and stronger as we become stronger in the Lord. I have seen this in, in life, in people's life. You see, people that are really sold out for God, the more people do them harm, the more they turn that harm into good. It takes two to tango. So if you punch me, and I don't punch you back, we are not fighting. And that's the relationship. If we, if, if we are sold out to God, we don't retaliate. I've said this here, and I think it's good for me to say again. Pastor Fuller told me sometime, he was going to a program. And as, you know, when he was getting ready to go, he said his wife said, um, I was praying, but, you know, if you go and um, they, don't, you don't, they don't ask you to preach or you don't get a chance to preach, don't, don't, don't be offended. Don't worry about it. And he said, well, why, why? They've invited me to come and preach. Why wouldn't they want me to preach? And truly, he got to the program, and the, the, the program went on, and you know how we do things, you know, get this to speak, get this to speak. And one of the elders was giving the, you know, the mic, and he went on and on and on and on. And instead of 10 minutes exhortation or something, he, he spent an hour. By this time... The preaching time was gone. So they eventually they closed the service. The, guy, the host said, or went to him and said, oh, you know, Pastor, I'm sorry, but you know what has happened. And, and so, for that, honestly, he said he was mad. Why would that man do such a thing? And he knew that he was the one to preach. So eventually he got to home and he was telling Buki about it. And... As days goes by, he can't get a rest over in his spirit over the issue. He's getting angry and getting upset. And, you know, the enemies try to, you know, it's because of this and because of this and maybe this and maybe that. And he says he, was, he took time to start praying about it, praying about it. Falakan spent hours praying. So he was praying. And the Lord said to him, send the man an offering. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, you know, with good, you destroy evil. You will never destroy evil with evil. Um, that is, that's what the Bible teaches. And you know, the, you, the Bible is true. With good, you destroy evil. You can never destroy evil with evil. So, it's a... You know, why should I send the man? But anyway, eventually he obeyed and sent the man a good offering. 
And as soon as he sent the offering, he had peace in his heart. The man conscious, God is going to deal with him. But you, your conscious can, it can have a, such a negative effect in what you're, you know, about your daily life. What am I saying to you? Relationship. Nothing is done without relationship. In our relationships, let us be Christ-minded, not fleshly-minded. Let us move on and be sincere and draw closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. I think I've preached very well today. And I preach quite long. I'm rounding up. Ephesians 5.20 It says, Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the Name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're talking about our relationship with God. That's what we're talking about today. We say, let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Change our way of thinking. Let us draw closer to God. We do that through prayers. We pray to, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many times are we to, supposed to pray? Pray always. Let us be connected when we are going to pray. Let's build a strong, solid foundation in our relationship that lasts so that God will be glorified. That we'll be able to give a good account when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We have a duty. We have a responsibility. Somebody died that you might have life. Somebody gave their life that you might live. It's time we give our life that others will also live. Pastor Silas is gone to Ghana so that people will come to know Christ. That they will be taught the true message of Christ. What are you doing? What bit are you doing to help somebody to know Christ? It won't be enough to say, Lord, I was too busy. I did nothing. 
You say, well, the church hasn't got any program. Well, you don't need a program to talk to somebody about Jesus. You know, I was talking to, um, you know, Pastor Macaulay last Sunday. When that, when Sister Mary, we call her Sister Mary at the time, when she came to church, man, the amount of people she brought to church. When you hear, when you hear her talking about Pastor Charles, you would think that he's talking about Peter or Paul. Just brought people in. The two Marys, I always say, Mary Japan and uh, this Mary, man, they filled this church up. We weren't doing any program. What are you doing? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about bringing people to church. If you bring people to church, it's good. But I'm talking about your bits that you're doing for the kingdom of God. What are you doing? So let us all stand and we're going to pray. I'm not going to ask anyone to lift up their hands. But you have heard the message today. And you know within your heart there are changes that need to take place. I want you to talk to God Whatever help that you need, it's never too late with God. We can get serious with God. So I want you to go before the Lord in prayer. Ask him or tell him what you want. Whatever that has been a barrier... You can take care of that. You can make adjustment and put yourself in a place where God will be glorified in you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for today. I bless you, Father. Thank you for these ones, Lord, here today, thank you for the word. The entrance of your word gives us illumination. We pray in the name of Jesus that the words that they have heard, Lord, it will not fall on deaf ears. But they will go and apply the word that they may bear fruit in due season in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. Whatever anyone is doing, may it be pleasing unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I bless your name, Lord. I give you praise, Father God. Except you build a house, they labor in vain that build it. We pray that, Lord... You build these walls. We build these walls. We pray for committed hearts. Pray for people who will yield to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless you, Father. Lord, be our help. Be our help. Help us. Help your children, Lord. Where there is a lack, I pray that, Lord, you will be their strength. That there will be no lack. I pray that every strength that each and every one need, we pray that you supply that. That, Lord, we will all stand and do that which you have called us to do. In the name of Jesus. We bless your name. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.